0: Welcome to Elite Wealth Strategies with Bruce Smith. Each week we get together to talk about what it takes to get through your retirement years. Saving for retirement is a great start, but it's what you do with that money that matters. Our unique strategies provide a higher level of planning and management of your retirement wealth to help you get the maximum value from your nest egg during your retirement lifetime. Each week we talk about a variety of strategies to preserve, protect and enhance your wealth. Have a question for the team? Connect now at wealthcare.com. That's wealth k a r e.com or call 888-888-5601. Now,
1: the Elite Wealth Strategies program with Bruce Smith, sponsored by the Wealthcare Investment Center. And as always, thank you so much for listening this morning. We appreciate you being with us. I am Bill Seller along with Bruce Smith, man in charge of everything at the Wealthcare Investment Center. How are you, my friend?
0: No, I'm in, I'm in charge of whatever Monica allows me to be in charge of.
1: <laughs> okay, good move on your part. We'll go with that. Yeah, that's... <laughs>
0: <laughs> 42 years, I know where my place is.
1: Oh, man. So we, we got a bunch of stuff to talk about today. Uh, things like how the banking crisis has the Fed, revising rate hikes, a um, couple of controversial ideas for, quote unquote, saving Social Security. We'll talk about all that stuff. But I know you're a car guy, right? And I saw this. I wanted to throw it out to you here as we started, that uh, apparently... They're stopping the manufacturing of the Camaro. Chevy just announced that, which means the Mustang is going to stand alone as the only—and I love this—we have to qualify it now—gas-powered muscle car made in America. Did you ever have a Mustang? Was that one of your your cars? Or
0: I've had them all. I mean, I'm a Chevy guy. I mean, down deep down, I'm a Chevy guy. Right. I was never that that ridiculously brand low. If it if it had if I could make super horsepower and it was fast, I'd drive it. I didn't care. You know, the moniker didn't matter. I've had Mustangs. I've had Camaros. I've had roadrunners i've had them all i've had you know i mean at one point i had 18 muscle cars i mean i just i just love muscle cars i love that era i love i love fast cars but i'll tell you what you when you have a collection like that the problem is you end up i mean just between fan belts batteries and tires dry rotting you they eat your alive, you know <laughs> and, and and finally one day i said that's it and just kind of got rid of everything and now i have like one fun car but um this electric car thing they're not there yet the technology's not there. right i'm i'm on the list for the electric hummer um which is which is really almost a it it, it's absolutely just a a dichotomy you know it's like okay this thing weighs like i think it's nine thousand pounds with the battery right yeah and but it's (laughs) but but there there was a there was a youtube video it was the um the mercedes amg g-wagon which is their wicked fast g-wagon right this thing probably cost a couple hundred grand uh the the dodge um hellcat durango with this monster giant gas motor in it right and the electric hummer which weighs nine thousand pounds so this thing's obviously the heaviest monster of the beast right and they did the quarter mile run and the hummer beat them all really yeah it has a thing it has a thing called watts to freedom you you push this button and and it like the display goes crazy and this thing is just ridiculous it's a thousand (laughs) horsepower it's at that point
1: it's a nitrous oxide yeah. tank from Fast and Furious. Is really what it is. That's what they. Put. It's, well,
0: I'll tell you. What my, well, my my new car is a hybrid. It has a 480 horse gas engine, but it has a a Siamese electric motor with behind it. And I had the car about three weeks, and I finally pushed pushed it to the floor for the first time. Right. And it, and I could feel my brain matter going to the back of my skull. <laughs> wow. I'm serious. Wow. And and my my fun car is a V12. I have a V12 twin turbo, 700 horse, 09 Mercedes SL that we did 15 years ago. Oh, yeah. It was my fun car, right? This thing rocketed faster than that. So, I mean, the the electric car thing is real, but um, the range isn't there. Now, supposedly, Elon Musk, I mean, I've been studying his motor because, you know, I'm an engineer. That's kind of my background. Right. I mean, his motor design is different. He has a brand-new motor design coming out. He has a brand-new battery design coming out. So that's interesting. But uh, but we're not there yet. I mean, this whole thing of them committing to go electric, electric, electric. My, my thing is the infrastructure of America. You know, if you've got a bunch yeah. of people that live on a street, you know, and everybody on that street has electric cars – you know, you don't run a, an extension cord from your house out to the car <laughs> along the street. You <laughs> right. know, that's the that's the part where I don't understand how they're going to make this work. Yeah. But, um, you know, I mean, it's it's a uh, it's intriguing. You know, I mean I, i've looked at the I've looked at the Teslas. Uh, I mean, we're you know we're in the mountains here in Western Pennsylvania, so range is a big deal. And then you know, like even the Hummer, I don't know that I'll follow through on it because. You know, if I want to take it on vacation, and you know, imagine an armada, which we have an armada when we go, the whole family, right. you know, it's, it's the extended family. So we have four or five vehicles, and you know, imagine halfway to the beach, it's like, okay, let's pull over here. I got to charge. You yeah,
1: know? yeah, <laughs> so, that, yeah. That's the thing, um, right? Yeah, yeah. So. so
0: I, I don't know, but yeah. it's 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 happening. But uh, yeah, I just, but as far as a fill up, I mean, I, you know, a friend of mine I have breakfast with every week. We were talking about this. His father has a Tesla, and I says, "What's it cost to fill it up?" He said, 11 bucks." You know, he said he plugs it in eleven bucks. You know, I'm like, uh-huh. well, okay, eleven bucks. That's you know the price again. That, that that's not a bad deal. You yeah, know, but you got to like, do it again four, in two hours. You know, right? Yeah, <laughs> no, it's 400, 400 miles. Oh, okay. four hundred miles. Right. Yeah, so mm. yeah, it's. But yeah, I mean they. Um, yeah, I mean it's it's a the only thing that gets me is is you know is, is this and I have a good friend who, who's an engineer in GM and we we've talked and we've been working together talking stuff for years. But you know, I said, you know, would you buy a brand new vehicle if they told you that in seven years, um, you know, okay, here's the price of the vehicle. Let's say it's fifty grand, sixty grand, whatever. But in fi- in seven years, um, you're going to have to replace the engine, the transmission, and the rear end, and you'd be like, "Excuse me, yeah."
2: yeah <laughs> and how much
0: is that going to cost me? You know, 40, 40 yeah. grand to replace that. You know, no, but that's real. That's the battery. You know, so I mean, if you have to replace that battery you know on your own that's what it's going to cost. And so, then and
1: then what do we do with that battery? You know that's, that, that's there the it is you know that's
0: things, so. that's it. You know it yeah. and it's just a really nasty stuff they took to build the battery and to get rid of that battery. Yeah. So I and that I I me I think I I am kind of eco in a way and that that's just kind of it's like there's no way you're it's like these blades from these 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 windmills you know, right. there's no good way to get rid of this no. stuff. So yeah. I we're, you know I don't know.
1: Well. Yeah. Well, I just uh, just wanted to bring that up because I knew you were a car guy. Get your opinion on it. So yeah. appreciate all that. But as we do move forward here, Bruce, it uh, it's happened again. The Fed has upped its benchmark interest rate by a quarter percentage point. Uh, reading an article on Yahoo Finance and thestreet.com, dot uh, com, apparently there's even uncertainty about future increases. And I'm going to ask you to do the one thing that you don't like to do, and that's look into your crystal ball. Um do you think they're going to jack them up again this year? Do you think they're going to cut them anytime soon? Is it working? I mean, what's going on here?
0: I I don't know that it's I don't think you're going to see them cut them. Um you know, there's there's a there's a lot of instability out there. Um I mean, the the one the one news item which is which is kind of in line with this which really, you know, could could make this all moot at some point is uh you know, Russia talking about adopting um adopting you know china's uh, currency you know as their primary currency yeah. base, base you know that's a big deal so i i don't know the 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 interest rates I and mean, people are you know people are able to go out and shop now and and, and we're seeing for example you know like our clients we're seeing uh, accounts where we have you know three percent four percent four and a half percent and people are like oh wow i'm getting much more interest than i used to get it's like yeah have you bought something lately <laughs> you know uh, it, it's you know and this was exactly the same thing in the carter years you know people were like oh i love to have those 12 percent cds 13 percent cds like that guy's inflation was 18 you know yeah. <laughs> so the inflation is higher than what the interest rates are um you know are they reigning in inflation that was that was the main point of all of this and then the other side of this coin is remember you know as they raise these rates this is also affecting the interest on the national debt so so it is kind of a double-edged sword so that that has to buffer them a little bit as far as raising rates. Do I see them cutting rates? No, nah, not really. I mean, the market is does seem to be finding stability, and you know, we're kind of bouncing back a little bit from the banking issues. Kind of the Credit Suisse, the SBB thing is is now a little bit behind us. We're seeing you know what bank is going to buy the assets of SVB. Uh, you've got the deal as far as the buying of Credit Suisse, things like that. I mean, overall, like, I mean, that's what we've been saying for, for the last year and a half. You know, you're going to see increased market volatility. And, and the question is, you know, if you're out there listening, have you lost money in the market you know, across your portfolio in the past year or two years? And, and if you have and, and you're on an unknown path, you know, the question is why? You know, when there are opportunities out there where you can, can put a known factor into a portion of that portfolio, and you know, I had I had uh, I think we made a comment on uh, a couple of shows ago talking about you know what how could, or are we really dip, how can we be different than other advisors? <clears throat> and uh, we had a caller, you know, they called into the office and they said, Yeah, hey, I heard you talk about this on the show, but you know, I've had an advisor I've worked with him for twenty years; he's very experienced. You know, how could you guys really be any different than them?" And you know, we thought about this, and and here's the key thing: there's one thing to say that you know, I have twenty years' experience; I have thirty-six, by the way. You know, so 36 years experience doing the same thing, or is it 36 years experience of evolving and doing more and learning more and having greater availability and and growing and doing many, many things? And, and at the end of the day, I mean, our answer was this, you know, there's really just two basic building blocks to retirement finances. One is the resources, which is your money, which is your pool of assets you have. And the other is the strategies that are available to you. So you have resources and strategies. So a lot of people, it's very basic. Your resources doesn't change a whole lot. I have X amount of dollars in my nest egg, but the strategies can be very limited. It might be just, you know, I only have savings bonds or I only have savings accounts or a checking account, or I have an IRA. I have CDs. I have uh, stocks. I have bonds. And that might be the limit of your strategies. But the more strategies you have, the more choices you have, maybe the more availability, the better opportunities you have. So those opportunities grow if somebody has a, a broader field to choose from. And a lot of the opportunities that we provide to people are either unknown to most advisors, because we train other advisors in what we do, they, they, they weren't even aware they existed, or more importantly, they're unavailable to a lot of advisors, There's advisors that know what we do and, and know how we do it. But they're not available through their brokerage, through their bank, through their insurance company, through their chain where they get their financial service products. So that's what's different. You know, as an independent fiduciary, you know, wealth care, you know, when we deal with the big institutions, the TD Ameritrade institutionals, the Fidelity institutionals, the Vanguards, things like that, you know, we're on the institutional side. We have a, a broader universe to choose from. And that's how we're able to do a lot of the things we do for protecting wealth, for preserving wealth, for having downside market profitability, different options out there that most people have not seen. So that's where our elite wealth strategies come from. I think that was the good answer. So if you're, you know, you look at this market volatility, you look at these interest rates from the Fed, you look at all these things that are, that are disrupting what you know, would be a smooth process for your finances going to retirement, You've got to put some some safety nets, I think, under what you're doing and be prepared and say, if if the road gets rocky, what can I do to smooth out that ride? And that's something that's very important to have in your portfolio. That's what we do.
1: This is why if you have saved $500,000 or more, you want to give Bruce and his team a call at Wealthcare. It's 888-888-5601. That's the number, 888-888-5601. Talk with them about this stuff. Talk with them about better ways to hang on to the money. That you have put away for retirement. Or you can also find out more at wealthcare.com. That's wealthcare.com. And there's a little chat feature right there that'll pop up, and you can start talking with somebody as soon as you hit the website. So, again, good stuff going on at Wealthcare. Make sure you get in touch with them one way or the other. We're going to take a quick break, but when we come back, Social Security and the plans to uh, quote unquote save it. We're going to talk more with Bruce about that coming up here on Elite Wealth Strategies with Bruce Smith.
3: What do you do when you get a health diagnosis that doesn't look so good? Most likely, you'll get a second opinion. Shouldn't you treat your wealth the same way? Your financial health has probably declined to the point that you should get an updated diagnosis for your investment portfolio at the Wealth Care Investment Center A second opinion with one of our elite wealth specialists will include exploring a variety of higher-level planning and management strategies for your wealth. Our proven strategies could help you protect and grow your wealth in these volatile markets, reduce your retirement taxes, and build a consistent plan for income. We look at all possible opportunities to improve your financial health. So take a deep breath, give us a call, and let us give you a second opinion to help you manage your wealth just like you manage your health. If you have saved at least $500,000 or more for your retirement, get a second opinion today from one of our elite wealth specialists. Schedule your complimentary wealth checkup today. Call the Wealthcare team now at 888-888-5601. That number again is 888-888-5601. You can also visit us online at Wealthcare.com. That's Wealthcare.com.
1: Welcome back to Elite Wealth Strategies with Bruce Smith. I am Bill Seller. We appreciate you being with us this morning. And Bruce, we um, we talk about this a lot. And, and, you know, a lot of folks, and I know you deal with people like this too, who come to you and say that they're kind of counting on Social Security <laughs> to help get them through retirement, which, depending on your point of view, is a good idea. It's not a good idea. But now there's talk still about raising the full retirement age to 70. And people in favor of that uh, point to the shift that happened in 1983 when they moved it up to sixty seven years old and the billions of dollars that were saved opponents however are calling the plan a benefit cut do you think it makes sense to raise that age uh, you know wh- wh- what's your take on the whole raising the age of social security thing
0: well you know it's it's something that I think has been coming um, you know we we've talked about it you know several times on the show is that you know as as you look at the you know, the problem with Social Security is, you know, is the wage earners. You know, basically it, it's, <laughs> I, hate, I hate using this term, but it's the easiest way to understand Social Security. Social Security is designed as a pyramid. The base of the pyramid is wide and you have a lot of people contributing, okay? And, and then the, the oldest person is at the very top. They're getting a benefit. So, so more people are contributing a little bit and the people at the top are drawing a larger benefit but they're not gonna live as long. So that's, that's how the machine is designed to work. Well, what's happened over time is, you know, boomers are living longer. So, so the top of the pyramid became broader and then the, the base uh, contributors, the workforce has shrunk, you know, for, for who's funding this thing. So this thing almost, you know, starts looking more like a rectangle, which is not good. So there's X amount of dollars in the pool and, and you've gotta say, how do we make the, the pool of money last? So they've gotta do something. Like people come in, if they're 60 years old, 63 years old, something like that, and they're like, I'm worried about social security. I'm like, I, I'm not that worried about it for you, for me, but for my son, who's 40, for my other partner, who's 38, it's like, I, I see them getting it at a later age. I mean, and that's kind of always been my assumption. So. I see them moving it up. I think it makes sense because they have more time to prepare to do something and know what those numbers will be. So if you, know, if you tell a 40-year-old, look, here's your projection and you're going to get your benefits here. You know, We're trailing off now where people were seeing full retirement age at, at exactly 65 or 66. Uh, now it's like 66 and seven months or whatever. So you know, it is slowly been creeping up anyway. So there is a mathematical piece to that. You know, so if they know this is what I'm going to get from Social Security, it's never designed to be your sole income. It's a supplement. It is not designed to carry you. And for you know, a lot of people, probably as many people come in and, and say they're concerned about it. I have just as many people that come in and say, don't even put it in my plan. I'm just going to assume it's not even there. You know, I want to be able to get to, get to retirement and get through retirement without that. If it's there, that's great. It's extra, but no, don't even put it in my plan. So. Uh, and we can do that, you know. We can we can have it, you know, where we illustrate it and, and then turn it off. Say it's not even there. Here's here's what it looks like. That's the security that people are looking for. So I think, you know, again, if you don't have a retirement plan, if you're functioning on a guesstimate, if you're just looking at, hey, I have X amount of money in my four hundred one k, and I'm going to have Social Security, and I think I'm going to be all right. Ladies and gentlemen, with rising taxes and the instability of the markets and everything else that's happening, you know, today more than ever, you need to have a plan. And the, and the plan basically says, look, I want to have a plan that I don't run out of money. Now, inside that plan are the strategies. And the strategies is what lets you maximize the benefit of the coins that you have. You know, so, so there's two pieces. One is having the plan, which says these are the goals I want to meet. But then, you know, as far as the actual where the rubber hits the road, that's your strategy. We have people that come to us and say, I have a retirement plan. Why do I need you? And it's like, well, let's, let's get a second opinion on what your plan is doing from the strategy standpoint. Are you getting as much? Are you squeezing as much juice as possible out of that nest egg? Are you getting all the benefit you can get? Are you maximizing the benefit from your strategy? And even Social Security, that's one of the elements and the planning points that we do. When's the the right time to take it, the best time to take it in the grand scheme of things? We had people last week, they were like, you know, hey, we're going to take Social Security at 70 because we know that we're making, their words, we're making 8% if we wait until we get to 70. Well, there's a thumb rule that the benefit goes up 6% from 62 to full retirement age. And then it increases by eight percent per year from from full retirement age to to seventy, and I'm like, well, that's that's true. And like, Where else, else am I going to make eight percent? That's a great deal. But that's all the years you didn't draw your benefits. So we ran our our you know re- built the retirement plan. We said, now if you take it here, here's how much money projected to have left over at age ninety. If you take it at full retirement age, here's how much money you're projected to have. And they're like, wait a minute, that's impossible. How could I have so much more money? If I take it sooner, because it's a lower benefit. And I said, because you were dragging the money out of your IRA to make your income needs because you weren't taking Social Security. And, not, and for every dollar you took out of your IRA, you had to take out tax money and send that to Uncle Sam prematurely. And they're like, oh, I never thought of that. So <laughs> all these factors have to be you know, calculated simultaneously and then projected out. And we do that. That's one of our specialties, especially the tax portion.
1: Yeah. And, and, you know, I'm always amazed when people uh, are like, I got a plan, I'm good, and, and don't want to have a second opinion. I mean, you do it for your health, right? You do it for other things. Uh,
0: you know, we, it, oh my God, it's so funny. We have a uh, we have a doctor client that we brought on about, about uh, I think it's been about five months ago. And we were talking about, uh, he came in, he says, I want to I get a second opinion on my retirement plan. Went through it and, and we found a lot of interesting upgrades for him. And this was his comment. And, and you know, again, I learned so much, you know, and that's what we share with our people, all the things we learned from all the other retirees, which is great. Um, And and remind me, I want to talk to you about prescription drugs here before we're done today. Okay. (laughs) But, um, so so what the doc said, he said, you know, he said, I'm really glad we did this. He said, I had no idea, he said, but you know, this is almost like, he said, it's almost like I did a physical for somebody 10 years ago. And then bringing the 10 year the physical I did 10 years ago in and saying, Hey, I'm really good. I'm healthy. Look here, here's my report. And I went, you know, that's really, tr- it's yeah. basically, did you have a full, did you have a full workup done? Yes, I did. And here's my report. And then you look at the date. It was 10 years ago. You know, is that really pertinent today? And it was like, wow! No, and so that and that came from a doc, and I thought, yeah. God, that's that's really that's, that's a great way to understand it.
1: Yep, that that, so, that, yeah. that hits it right on the head. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Well, listen, we got to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk about uh, the surprising trend in some real estate news, also the latest on the debt ceiling standoff, and apparently uh, Bruce's prescriptions. So we're going, to, we're going to talk about that and a lot more coming up here on Elite Wealth Strategies with Bruce Smith.
2: Are you afraid to look at your financial statements? Are you shredding them without opening them? If so, it's time for you to get a second opinion from the Wealthcare Investment Center. At Wealthcare, our portfolios are designed using proven risk reduction strategies to help protect and preserve your wealth during market downturns while maintaining the opportunity for strong growth when the market turns upward. All of our wealth managers are fiduciaries that will always put your interest above all others if you need a plan to better manage the ups and downs of the financial market we are ready to help let us help you explore the opportunities available from using a higher level of planning and management for your wealth instead of shredding or avoiding your financial statements let's take a look at them together if you have saved at least $500,000 or more for your retirement, get a second opinion today from one of our elite wealth specialists. Schedule your complimentary wealth checkup today. Call the Wealthcare team now at 888-888-5601. The number again is 888-888-5601. You can also visit us online at wealthcare.com. That's wealth, K-A-R-E, dot com.
1: Welcome back to Elite Wealth Strategies with Bruce Smith. We do appreciate you listening and uh, being with us every week. And you know, I don't know about you guys, but I learn a lot when I hang out with Bruce because there's a lot of stuff I don't know about getting ready for retirement. And he knows, uh, well, like you said, 36 years in the business and developed some great strategies, which, by the way, uh, just before the break, we were talking about these things. And and the, the stuff you were talking about is in the, the book I'm reading called Create Wealth, Retain Wealth, written by Bruce Smith. Uh, fantastic book if you if you want to check it out it's on amazon and bruce i got to tell you man when you you sent it to me and you said look i wrote this from the perspective of of you of me right it really is a good read and it's easy to understand and uh, i'm enjoying the heck out of it
0: and, and and ladies and gentlemen this is totally from bill i i mean i i sent cold turkey i said look i said you're joe consumer i don't i'm never going to tell you what to say about it there it is you know but i i mean i know what the reviews have been everybody so so when he's telling you this this is coming right from oh yeah. This, is, yeah this is this has nothing to do with the show not or any, and yep there's none <laughs> of this is pre yeah so so and i said be critical if if it if it stinks hey this thing this is a terrible book don't even think about it and and last week we had a bunch of people order the book so you know go to amazon yep uh, create wealth retain wealth is the book and you know and and the beauty of it is 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 you know if you get the book you know and when you when you when you're checking out a financial advisor You know you want to know about them you want to learn about them i mean the neat part about the book is that you know we are an open architecture firm you know is that our planning process is open book it's in that book if you go through the 10 steps in that book that is what we do for people that is how we do our planning it's how we do our high level wealth management and you say so what you see in that book is when we start with a clean sheet of paper that's exactly what we do with every person we sit down with regardless of whether you've got a half a million dollars or $5 million, you know, and that's, that's the key and the benefits in there. We're looking for all those opportunities, you know, to find out, you know, can we find those opportunities of, of value for you? So the book is, is a great way to test drive, you know, to learn more and, and say, you got, I mean, people come in and say, Hey, I read the book that's what I'm looking for. I, a lot of those things in the book, I, I'm not getting where I'm at. And again, it's not that you have a bad advisor. It's not that you have a bad firm you're dealing with. It's that, but a lot of those things they're unaware of or they're not available, you know, to them. And, and you know, people want that. They're saying, I want the maximum value for my planning. And and you can have elite wealth strategies quite often for the same cost or less than what you're paying for the traditional investment strategies. So that's the key. There's a great way to to start It's a good first step, if you will.
1: And I know you've mentioned it before, but for folks who are listening for the first time, you built this and you came up with all this because you used to work with high end people, right? And figured, why can't folks who don't have quite as much money benefit?
0: That's exactly. I mean, you know, all of this was was right place at the right time. I was one of the first people in the country, I think I was one of the first 25, to to actually take the investment advisor exam with the feds whenever they first came out with it. I mean, that's how old I am, my God. but. (laughs) Um, you know, so we, we were launching the professional wealth management, you know, with the, the brokerage where I was vice chairman in Boston. So it was kind of that turning point, you know, in the in the 90s. And I started working with people that had significant wealth, had, you know, five million, ten million dollars. And as I looked into their portfolios, I mean, here I had been a broker. I had been that traditional guy you talk to. Hey, you know, buy this. Here's a portfolio of stocks. Here's 60, 40, 70, 30 pie, you know, all that stuff. Do a risk questionnaire, here's your pie, you'll be good. That was me for 11 years. So I'm dealing with wealthy people and it's like, wait a second, they manage their money differently. If you tried that with them, they'd show you the door, you know, it didn't work that way. And I went, hmm, this is okay, but why aren't they doing that? And But I'm a student, I'm willing to learn and I'm thinking this is where these people have real wealth. They have it for a reason. And that's why I got in this business. My background was nuclear engineering. It's like, hey, I want to learn the secrets of money. And I didn't learn it from Wall Street because they teach you how to sell stuff, quite frankly. you know. But when I worked with these people, I'm like, these people have wealth. I think this is where the secret lies. And it did. And it's like, wait a minute, what's this? How does this work? How does that work? And as I saw this, I'm like, wait, this is actually simple what they're doing. But it's so different than what I had seen and what I've been telling people to do with their money as a broker. And so I, I distilled down everything I learned. And, and the title is exactly the secret It's it's that they want to create wealth when opportunities exist for them to increase or create additional wealth for their portfolio. But at all costs, they want to retain the wealth they have. So they look at opportunities to not lose money, not only to the market, but to not lose money due to unnecessary or costly fees, to un- to not lose money to unnecessary and avoidable taxes. So all of this, looking at all ways to keep and hold on to the money they have and keep it available for growth and for the use of them and their family in this generation and future generations. And that's what we all want. So it makes sense. It's universal. And I I said, well, is this limited to wealthy people? And the truth is it's not. So it is a unique strategy. We're not your traditional investment person or investment advisory firm. We are a different animal. Our elite wealth strategies are built on those principles, and they are available to you.
1: And the book, again, is Create Wealth, Retain Wealth. (laughs) Again, this this is me talking. I'd grab it from Amazon if I were you. It's a good read. Um, Bruce, with the defaults on the banks a couple of weeks ago and the other issues we're going through, now there's still no resolution on the debt ceiling standoff, which raises the prospects of a first-ever default by this summer. With all this stuff going on, is there anything for us to really be concerned about, or will they figure out a way to, to work around this as well?
0: You know, it's it's kick the can down the road. <laughs> it's never a solution. It's never a resolution. It's kick the can down the road. Um, you know, I, I was at an investment conference a number of years ago in Denver, and I will never forget this, is, you know, the speaker was, was a gentleman who I, I hold in very high esteem. And, and this is what he said, and, and I've never forgotten this. He said, you know, he said, the only way you're going to solve this is you find like 200 smartest guys on the planet. You bring them into Vegas and you put them in the Bellagio and you lock the doors. and You don't let them out. And you say, here's the problem. And you have to come up with a solution. And you don't let them out until they give you a solution. That's the only way you're going to solve this thing. He said, and they're going to come out with a solution that is so far outside the box. But he said, there are solutions out there but he said it's gonna be something that, that not, it's not gonna come out of Washington. It's not gonna come out of the normal economic chain. You know, we, I mean, the debt in this country is, is significant. Um, you know, how do we fix it? And everybody's got, you know, little nitpicky ways to fix it. We talk about flat taxes. We talk about, uh, you know, changing social security, changing this, changing that, and they're all tweaks, you know, but, you know, it's a big problem that has, has happened over a long, long period of time you know, we have this massive amount of debt, uh, you know, and, and so what is, where are we trying to go from here? And like, nobody wants to, nobody wants to admit that there's a problem. You know, the first pro- the first way you solve an addiction problem, and I think right. we have an addiction to spending without responsible, irresponsible spending is, you know, you've got to admit you have a problem. So, you know, instead of just keep kicking the can down the road, which is what we do, we've got to admit we have a problem. and 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 who wants to feel the pain? Well, you know, do the seniors want to feel the pain? No. Do the, do the working man? does the working man want to feel the pain? No. You know, do, do we want our children to feel the pain? Absolutely not. Do we want the next generation to feel the pain? No. You know, well, who's, you know, who's going to shoulder the burden? How's it going to be shouldered? And that's, you know, that, that's the hard question. And, and, you know, it's serious questions need serious answers and we don't have people to do that yeah. so you know unfortunately that's the problem
1: what, what about people who say you know just like you did with student debt just forgive it and start over
0: <laughs> <laughs> well you know when, when you say forgive it i mean time out you know so so i think the number one holder of our debt is china number one so you know do you do you default you just say you know sorry those those, those debts are are we're not going to pay them. you know i mean so okay what happens there you know, I mean, you know, these, are, these are very deep, very broad uh, elements that we have to deal with. You know, we say about forgiving, the, the debt that you're forgiving, you issued debt, you issued paper debt, and, and people bought that debt. You know, and, and you said, I'll pay the interest on that debt. They love the, the idea is I'll pay you interest and then eventually it'll be worth, worth. you know. So when you buy a note from the government, you know, you pay, they, they pay you the interest. And when it matures, you get back your principal. That's how it works, as any bond is, you know. Now, if the bond defaults, then then you don't get your principal. So when you say forgive, what are you forgiving? Well, you're, you're not paying the debt. You know, you say, I'm not going to pay that that principal back. You know, so it, it's not, when you say with the debt, you're not forgiving the debt. It's our debt. It's the com- country's debt. Well, I so know. The but, forgiving would have to come from China or from wherever, and I don't think that's going to happen.
1: Yeah, well, just forgiving sounded better than defaulting, is what. I was trying. <laughs> <laughs> it just had a little nicer tone yeah. to it. Well, so.
0: the defaulting is on our side. Yeah, forgiving is on their side. Yeah. You know.
1: Yeah, which like I agree with you. That ain't happening. That's not going to happen. So no. Oh man. Well, so. listen. We're going to take a, a break here. When we come back, we're going to talk about an interesting trend in real estate right now, and also uh, something kind of wacky that happened with uh, J.P. Morgan Chase. We're going to talk about that coming up as well. This is Elite Wealth Strategies with Bruce Smith.
3: You've been planning for your retirement for some time, but now you are watching the economy and financial markets destroy your plan. If your path to retirement or through retirement is in question, it's time for a second opinion. At the Wealthcare Investment Center, we can help you elevate your planning to weather financial storms today and into the future. We know you don't want to postpone retirement or run out of money during retirement. So now is the best time to talk with an elite wealth strategist. Let us show you how our higher level of planning and management could help you protect and grow your wealth during volatile markets, reduce your retirement taxes, and build a more durable plan for a sustainable retirement income. Let us help you get your planning back on track and moving in the right direction. Now is the right time to upgrade your plan. If you have saved at least $500,000 or more for retirement, get a second opinion today from one of our elite wealth specialists. Schedule your complimentary wealth checkup today. Call the Wealth Care Team now at 888-888-5601 That number again is 888-888-5601. You can also visit us online at wealthcare.com. That's wealthcare.com.
1: Thank you so much for listening. This is Elite Wealth Strategies with Bruce Smith. I am Bill Seller. And to help get you through your morning here and talk to Bruce about things that are going on uh, that could affect your retirement money. Man, there's a bunch of stuff going on. But I found this kind of interesting, Bruce. Uh, More and more high earners uh, apparently are renting instead of buying a home. The Wall Street Journal uh, did an article saying that Census Bureau figures showed that the number of renters earning at least $150,000 a year is up 87% uh, since about 2016. Now, what does that say about real estate still being a solid investment, or do people just not want to, you know, plant roots anymore?
0: Well, yeah, this, this is a little bit slanted, I thought. Um, I looked at this, and, you know, the thing is, like, if you look at, uh, for example, anywhere that Google is, okay, uh, San Francisco, things like that. So, a lot of your high, a lot of your high earners uh, have been in the tech sector, and and if you look anywhere the tech sector is is centralized, you can't afford the real estate. <laughs> I mean, it's just ridiculous. Okay, so so they're renting. Uh, the second thing is mobility. Uh, I mean, I I'll be honest with you. You know, if I was young and I was making that kind of money, um, and then there, you know there are relocation opportunities. Uh, I mean, I'm seeing this now with engineers, uh, clients that we have that are engineers, uh, higher paid people that, uh, you know, post-COVID, um, if they've accepted a new position with a company somewhere, they become more mobile. You know, basically they're looking to climb ladders or or the company is saying, hey, we have an opportunity over here. You know, you, made, you came into our company here, but now we have an opportunity over here. So, So there's a lot more mobility for the more experienced higher wage earners. So I think that's contributing to that. So I think there's a lot of things to that. Uh, The other thing that kind of explodes with this is uh, storage facilities. You know, it's really amazing the growth of, of you stores, you know, um, you know, so if you look at the business of the pods, you know, moving your stuff from A to B, that's grown explosively. You look at the storage facilities, you know, where do I put my stuff that doesn't fit in my rental? You know, they've, they've grown exponentially and, and the rental, Um, you know, I mean, if, if it was me. Uh, if I was younger uh, and, and, and you know, earning a high wage, you know, yeah, I, th- I think that's – I think those are the contributing factors. But I do think it's a little bit slanted um, because, you know, the, the location of – the concentration of your high wage earners, a lot of them are tech sector yeah. and, and they are moving around.
1: Yeah, that's true. And, and I'm always amazed, too, at the amount of younger people that are making that kind of money because my wife will uh, watch HGTV and I'm in the room. <clears throat> uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> You know, like that House Hunters show, it's like, you know, yep. the wife's like, I'm macrame, and he stays at home and, you know, sells recipes, and we make, uh, our budget is $500,000. I'm like, hey, what, what the heck is going on here?
0: Yeah, the, one, the one that gets me is, you know, and we're going to look at a house in, in Grand Cayman, you know. <laughs> it's like, okay. <laughs> yeah, really? Well, I mean, you know, the work from home thing is a deal, but, well. but the other part is that, you know, the other part of this is uh, what we call depression mentality. Um, is that a lot, you know, you're, you are starting to see now the generation where, you know, our, I mean, our families, you know, it was always, you know, you buy a house, you know, you put down roots, you buy a house, you put down roots. Because, you know, people it lost their houses during the Depression. And, and a sign of wealth, a sign of stability was you buy a house, you know, you make payments, you get that house paid off and you've got stability, and, and, you know, from a financial standpoint, you know, you've buried your money in the walls of that house, you know. And if you want to take that money out, um, you know, while you're working, okay, you can do a home equity line. You know, once you retire, of course, now we have the evolution of the, uh, you know, of retirees taking their money out with those, you know, end-of-life type deals with, with taking your money out of, of the house, you know, your kids don't end up with the house. All these different different variations of that now. So, uh, you know, I think this this is kind of the more modern. Hey, well, I'm not going to bury my money in the walls of the house. So, I, there's a lot of there's a lot of, of science I think to that. I think maybe the the next generation is maybe they have something. But who you know, somebody's still going to own that. And you have your your real estate investment trusts are buying up a lot of properties. Uh, you know, you have you have real estate people that, that are buying. Say, hey, I'll own it. I will own twenty different properties, and I'll rent them out. You know, and there's a, there's a there's a school for that. There's a, there's an idea for that. So it all balances out in the end, I think.
1: Yeah, yeah, I guess so. And uh, it's just interesting. Um, you know, my my kids who are anywhere from thirty to forty now. Um, one bought a house right away, and the other's like, no, nah, I'm going to rent for a minute. It's it's just like you said in that generation. I think they look at things a little bit differently. Little bit yeah, I mean
0: I mean I mean the reverse mortgage industry didn't even exist what 20 yeah. years ago you know and now it's, it's a giant industry yeah. and I have friends that you know it's like you know so your kids will never get this house like they don't want it yeah. and and I, I know kids that have have inherited the house and like oh, what a hassle this is
1: you know yeah. so I mean, you know, I see it and that I whole reverse it. mortgage thing that that's a whole other thing to talk to folks about in retirement right because yeah. they, they make it seem so rosy on TV I'm not sure if that's always the best answer for people though you
0: have to you have to really dig down i mean it it has its place it has it can be a great tool in some regards it can be a nightmare in some regards yeah. so understanding again as a fiduciary, our job is these are the pluses, these are the minuses you know and and anything that's out there there is no perfect solution does not exist you know we go through it all the time with our clients yeah.
1: Yeah. Interesting stuff. Hey, listen, if uh, if what you're hearing on the show today has raised a question, if it sounds like uh, Bruce and his team are folks you want to work with and you have saved $500,000 or more, give them a call at 888-888-5601. That's 888-888-5601. Check them out online too at wealthcare.com. That's wealthcare.com little chat feature right there will pop up. You can, if you're more comfortable chatting with folks and talking to people on the phone, that's another way for you to get in touch with them as well. But do yourself that favor and reach out to the folks at the Wealthcare Investment Center. And again, if you save $500,000 or more, these are good people to talk to. You know, Bruce has put together a team that is trained to create uniquely designed plans for their clients using the, uh, it's what they call the get more retirement process. And this is for folks who want to maximize their lifetime retirement benefits. And put me in that line, huh, right? <laughs> so again, you know, it, it's all based on uh, his basic philosophy that most people who work with folks in retirement don't talk about how to retain the wealth that you've already earned. Well, that's what Bruce and his team do at the Wealth Care Investment Center. So do yourself a favor and reach out to him. Again, the number is 888-888-5601. Um, I thought this was kind of a, a weird story. Uh, <laughs> JP. Morgan Chase, Bruce bought uh, 54 <laughs> metric tons of nickel stored in a Rotterdam warehouse, but apparently nobody looked at the bags before they made the purchase. Turns out they were full of rocks. Your Business today reported the amount that they paid for those rocks was 1.3 million. Man, this is they should have called you for that. This is where you need an advisor. How could something like this even happen? It's <laughs> just crazy. Well, nickel is a mineral.
0: Maybe it was in the <laughs> rocks. You know. Like, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I think the person that bought these, they should give them a sledgehammer and go make them break those rocks. You know? <laughs> no kidding. Just I. Yeah. I. You know. This is. This is just. I. I, I mean. I'll be honest with you, you. know. As I get older, and I. And I, I jokingly say, in my, and I. I say it to my wife, and she nods her head. Oh yeah. And I. I said, you know, the glue dries out. You know, as you get older, the glue dries out. Stuff doesn't stick like it used to. But uh, yeah, I mean, just this is. I mean, first of all, we're talking J.P. Morgan, okay? One point three million dollars. I mean, that's a that's a that's a that's a coin to them. It's it's not. But but it's one of those things that when they do something stupid and it gets out, it's like, wow, this is really dumb. Um, But yeah, fifty four metric tons of nickel, which is which is a great metal. Okay, wonderful. uh, And it was nothing but rocks. But what? But if you read into the article, what they did is is they were buying something. it it was, it was kind of a third party deal where they they were, it it just, you know, it happened, but it it was, it was newsworthy, but yeah. Okay. Just somebody, somebody goofed up. I mean, it happens, you know, it's just, we we do dumb things. That's called life, you know,
1: exactly. um,
0: So, but, but speaking of, of dumb things, let's move to something positive. So last week on the show, I said about, uh, you know, if you could save like $2,000, you know, and, and what that would happen over your lifetime, how much it would really turn into. Right. Um, so here's a real world one that, that happened this week, um, and and ladies and gentlemen out there in the audience, this this will help some of you. So uh, of all people in the world, my uncle uh, came in this week, and of course it's tax time, so we were helping with his tax stuff, and uh, and and he was complaining he got a new medication prescribed, and, and he said, you know, oh, God, this stuff's a hundred bucks a month, you know, and I said, really? I said, huh? Okay. I said, what's it called? You know. So I wrote it down, and I'm over there playing around on my on my computer. And, uh, and I, I looked at him and I said, how would you like me to make, make you happy? And he says, Bruce, you always make me happy. He says, why? <laughs> I, says, I said, well, how about, um, how would you like to pay $50 a month? <laughs> he looked at me and he says, that sounds pretty good to me. And he said, that saved me 600 bucks a year. I said, yeah. I said, okay. He said, well, I said, if you go, I said, do you have Amazon? He goes, yeah, I buy stuff on Amazon. I said, go to Amazon Pharmacy. I said, right here it is, seven and a half milligrams, whatever you're taking it. Yep, that's here it is, $50 a month. he goes." Oh, I said, well, hold on a second. I click a little more. And he says, I said, How'd you like to really like me? He goes, <laughs> Okay. I said, How about um wow. Hmm, okay. How about uh fifty dollars a quarter? And he goes, What are you talking about? I says, if you get a ninety day prescription, you can get it for fifty dollars every three months. And he said, Are you kidding me? Said, yeah. So so went on Amazon and, and so he of course now listen to this this is what this is what burns me. Yeah. So he gets so he has he has good health health insurance from where he's retired and he has Medicare. Okay. So he goes in Amazon, puts his insurance in, and they're going, Oh, you're not eligible. It's like, oh great. You know, so he still has to pay a hundred bucks a month. because that didn't work. I said, All right, hold on, we're not done. So I went so so ladies and gentlemen, go to Google and he put I put in the drug name and I put the word coupon. So Lily, pharmaceuticals, comes up with a coupon. And the coupon said, for $25, for a three-month supply. <laughs> and, and so I get the coupon, send him the link, he prints it out, goes to his pharmacy, his pharmacy, where he has his insurance, and gives him the coupon. And he says, oh, you're not eligible. It says right here in a fine print because you have Medicare. Hmm, okay. Huh. Now, here's one people don't know. So I said, okay, go to a pharmacy and tell them you don't have insurance. Because you don't have to claim your insurance.
1: Right, right.
0: There's a thing called Script Buddy online. i will tell you how to do it. So he went to Walmart. He doesn't have insurance. He said, I don't have insurance. Gave him the script. Gave him that. 25 bucks. got 90 days worth. Instead of paying $300. So think of what he saved. $275 a quarter times three. Yeah. So there's 675 Okay. Yeah. yeah. Do, do the math. So basically, he saved him. There, there's 1000 bucks a year. We saved the guy. Oh, I'm sorry, more than that. Yeah. About 1100 bucks a year times, yeah. So there's just on one drug. So guess what? Now he's doing it for his wife. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah. for my aunt. So, so, you know, the, I say about, you know, Warren Buffett says, don't you know? Don't lose money. Right. Don't lose money to unnecessary drug costs. Go to Google, put in whatever meds you're taking, put in the word coupons, see what you can do there. Number one. Number two. Look at Amazon Pharmacy because, ladies and gentlemen, the drug, the, this drug stuff. I mean, you may like the local pharmacist. I like my, I love my local pharmacist. I truly do. But at the end of the day, you know, it's my bank account. I'm not draining my bank account, you know, because they have such a big, giant, fancy, glowing, wonderfully lit pharmacy. <laughs> you know, I mean, if they want to send it to me in, in 2 days' service from Amazon, I get my stuff through the mail. Yeah.
1: Yep. And, you know, that, that kills me the whole, okay, I'm, I'm going to just tell them I don't have insurance thing. Isn't that crazy? I, because I know that even doctors have that mm-hmm. kind of same thing, right? It, it's, it's the no yep. insurance price. Yep. So what's normally a, a two hundred dollar visit sometimes can wind up being seventy five dollars. You exactly. know? It, exactly. It, it, it's crazy. So even though we have insurance, we just say we don't and we could be better. See, insurance, man. Oh. But that's a whole other time for a whole other discussion, right? I mean yeah. <laughs> yeah. we could go down that road because I know you're having fun with prescriptions too right now. You've been fighting a little sinus thing and uh, yeah. found out some interesting things, but that's well we were talking about oh, that off the air. I don't mean to bring it up. God. But- See, so I'm going to get no, your blood pressure it, it, up again. No, it's fine. No, it, it just... <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. It's always something, though. It's always something. Well, listen, you know, folks, I'm telling you, th- this is exactly the... This is why I love talking with Bruce, to find out stuff, even like this, right, about your prescriptions. It has, you know, yeah, I mean, yes, it has m- to do with your retirement money, because you're saving it, but this is a tidbit anybody can use. So, I mean, this is why I love getting together with you every week, and I'm sorry that our hour goes by so darn fast, and... uh I could talk to you for, for another couple of hours, Bruce, but unfortunately, they're going to kick us out of here. So we got to get ready to go. I'm going to go uh, fire up my, my new muscle car. Well, wait, I, I can't get one anymore, Dave.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just turn the switch and push the button. That's all yeah, you get anymore. Yeah, because,
1: Zzzz, yeah, yeah. off you go, right? Uh, <laughs> now, mine is a Hot Wheel. I'm not sure if that counts, but we'll. <laughs> I'm going to go play with that for a little bit. Thank you so much, and it's always a pleasure when we get together, my friend.
0: Yeah, same here, man. It's, it, but those ones, all of our listeners out there. Thank you, guys. And, and we appreciate people getting the book. And if you have any questions, hit, hit the website, wealthcare with a K.com, and choose uh, and a question or give us a call here at the Wealthcare Investment Center.
1: Absolutely. The number again is 888-888-5601 or wealthcare.com. wealthkare.com. And as always, thank you so much for listening to Elite Wealth Strategies with Bruce
2: Smith. What do you do when you get a health diagnosis that doesn't look so good? Most likely, you'll get a second opinion. Shouldn't you treat your wealth the same way? Your nest egg's financial health has probably declined to the point that you should get an updated diagnosis for your investment portfolio. At the Wealthcare Investment Center, a second opinion with one of our elite wealth specialists will include exploring a variety of higher-level planning and management strategies for your wealth. Our proven strategies could help you protect and grow your wealth in these volatile markets, reduce your retirement taxes, and build a more durable plan for your retirement income. We look at all possible opportunities to improve your financial health. So, take a deep breath, give us a call, and let us give you a fresh diagnosis, because managing your wealth can be just as important as managing your health. If you have saved at least $500,000 or more for your retirement, get a second opinion today from one of our elite wealth specialists. Schedule your complimentary wealth checkup today. Call the Wealthcare team now at 888-888-5601. That number again is 888-888-5601. You can also visit us online. That's wealthkare.com.
3: Advisory services offer through the Wealthcare Investment Center, a registered investment advisory firm. Insurance products and services offer through American Assets Financial Corp. and RIA Wealth Solutions LNC. The information contained in the material provided is for informational purposes only, and no statement contained here should constitute tax, legal, or investment advice. Our program content is not intended to be used as the sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual situation. You should seek advice on legal and tax questions from an independent attorney or tax advisor. Our firm is not affiliated with the U.S. government or any governmental agency. This radio program is sponsored by the Wealthcare Investment Center.